If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Proverbs. Proverbs 13. We're going to be there just for a moment. Proverbs 13. I want to talk to you about hope today. I'll tell you, the Lord has been showing me some interesting things about hope. And it never ceased to amaze me that, uh, and and it's not just me, he'll do the same for you. When I start to study a certain word or a certain topic, God continually shows me new things and new revelations and new new biblical truths about a topic. And uh, it's certainly true with hope. I don't know we'll be on this a week or two. Uh, I think next week we will uh, look at hope concerning David and Goliath. And uh, I think you'll be surprised. I think it'd be safe to say that uh, what I'm going to preach the next few weeks, you've never heard before, but I, I've never heard it before, just, just from the throne of God and just from the Word of God. Uh, so I encourage you to come and be a part. Uh, the, the, and this is for, these sermons are for believers and non-believers alike. Hope is such an important thing in each, each one of our lives. So let's go ahead and bow your Bow your head. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Father, we thank you for your presence here today. I pray for every heart to be open, every mind to be open. I pray for people to be attentive, Father, of your word and the truths that you will give us. I just stand behind the cross, and I pray that my words will be your words. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The power of hope is what we're going to be talking about today. The power of hope. And we do not have a slide. So because we don't have a slide, say it with me. The power of hope. hope. Man, that was really good. That impressed me. And we're going to see some different things about hope. We're going to see three things, probably more than that. First one is hope can be misunderstood. Hope can be misunderstood. The second thing we're going to see is that we all need hope. These are all scriptural, scriptural uh, truths. And the third one is, if you are a born-again believer, your hope can come from God or it might not come from God. So, uh, so first of all, we're going to start with the first one, and that is that hope can be misunderstood. You know, uh, we all have dreams and hopes we say sometimes, but in, in America, sometimes we think about hope as being, you know, I hope it will happen, I'm hoping for this, I'm hoping for that, and a lot of times we can interchange the word wish. I'm, I'm wishing this will happen, these are my wishes, I hope, I wish. Can you see that? The interchangeability that we have in society today from whether we wish things would happen These are our wishes for the future, or these are our hopes for the future. You know, we can can hope for a new car. You know, we can hope for a new house. We can hope for a better marriage. We can have a, a great hope for our children. And we can have those same wishes also. We can wish for this. We can wish for that. I wish I would win the lottery. I You know, I wish I had a new car, just on and on and on and on. But there's a difference there. There's a difference there. See, there is a natural hope. And I think where we are in America today, I will use the word wish 
to define that because our natural hope is more like a wish. And our natural hope is based upon, or our natural wishes in the natural, they are based upon our abilities to perform, or they are based on those around us, their ability to perform. They are based upon our children's ability to perform, right? Or those natural hopes or those natural wishes, they are based upon a certain chain of events to happen just right. And if all of them happen just right, what we're wishing for or hoping for in the natural will come to pass. Now, here's the problem with that. Many, many, many times, I might even say most times, those wishes or those hopes will not come to pass. And if they would come to pass, we would be wore out as individuals trying to perform our wishes, trying to get that new car, trying to get that new house, trying to make sure our children are are doing right, we would be completely wore out. And, you know, and that brings disappointment. You know, if we're hoping in the natural or we're wishing for something and 29 people fail to come through, we'll be disappointed. I seen it the other day. Uh, me and Ori was sitting at Sitco. We stopped in there and, and got a soda and was sitting there for a minute. And this guy come in. I don't know how much money he put in that lottery machine, but he put a bunch of money in there and he'd push a button and he'd put another and push a button, push a button, and he had a whole stack. And I tell you, it was not dollar bills that he was feeding that thing. And he was doing all that with the hope <laughs> that all of these numbers would somehow line up. And he would win the lottery. Now, of course, some of you probably know, I hope you don't know, you probably know more about what the odds of that happening than I do. But that's natural hope. That is a hope that is based upon all of these numbers lining up. And he just, if they just happen to be the same number he picks, his wishes or his hopes will come true. Let me tell you, that is not how God intended his children to live their lives at all. We will be wore out, we'll be exhausted, and we'll be miserable. All right? So so that's hope in the natural. Now, there's another hope that God wants us to have. And and just for lack of a better, better word, and I tried to think of a different word than supernatural hope. Have you guys, anybody seen that show on TV, It's Supernatural? Well, what I'm talking about this morning has nothing to do with that. (laughs) Okay, absolutely nothing. But I'm talking about this morning uh, about a hope that is supernatural. And the reason it's supernatural is because it comes from God. So we might say it is a hope that comes from God. I would ask you this. Your salvation is based on hope in who? In Jesus Christ. See, that, that is a supernatural hope. That's hope that, that came from heaven. 
All right, now, now here's another point, real, real important, that we all need hope. It's extremely dangerous if we misunderstand natural hope from supernatural hope. But I will say, for a long period of time in my life, I operated in natural hope. And I operated there. I tried to provide for my family with natural hope. I tried to raise my children. I tried to hold my marriage together, all with natural hope. But then as time went on, and we read, and we read the Scriptures... I realized, and, and so, did, so did Chris, my wife, we realized that we don't have to stir up and we don't have to manifest this hope on our own. No, what we have to do is digest and absorb God's Word. And if we will do that, you know what comes to us? Supernatural hope comes to us. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 13, 12, and it says, now notice, we, we, we need hope. Proverbs 13, 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Now, just think of that. Hope deferred, in other words, if, if you don't have hope in your life, you are going to be one miserable person. Now, think about this in a, in a larger term. Can, you, can we just imagine what is wrong with our nation today? We don't have any hope. We, don't, we might have some natural hope. We might hope the, the national debt comes down. We might hope our taxes go down. But that's all in the natural. We don't have any supernatural hope or a belief or a confidence that God is going to raise us up. Not that he's going to turn this whole world around. I'm not saying that. But see, I, I have realized that if we can understand and walk in the hope that comes from God, in that supernatural hope, it almost don't matter what's going on around you. You can walk through things. You can do things that you never thought you'd do just because of that supernatural hope that comes from God. So it's easy to see, Proverbs 13, 12, it's easy to see that hope deferred makes our hearts sick, and I, I would have to say that is what's wrong with America today. And this hope here, it's not talking about natural hope. It's talking about hope that comes from God. It's talking about supernatural hope. My point is, Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And if we don't have supernatural hope in our lives, we are in trouble. We will not fulfill what God wants us to do. We will not walk in the victory that he has for us. But it only comes from God's word and digesting that. Amen. Amen, it's true. Now, this problem is outside of the church, but it's also inside of the church. If we are dependent upon ourselves to bring all of our wishes, all of our desires, let me just, I'll just back up just a minute. If it was on my shoulders to bring all of 
my wishes to pass, all of my wife's, no Snickers intended there, all my wife's wishes to pass, if all that responsibility was on my shoulders, if it was on my shoulders to bring all of Ori's, my son's, all of his wishes, if that was on my shoulders, if Kelsey and Kelvin and Meyer and everybody else, if it was on my shoulders to bring all their hopes and their wishes to pass, guess what would happen to me and us ultimately? We would be exhausted. We would be wore out. We would be miserable. I would not enjoy my family. I would not enjoy my children or my grandson. It's completely opposite of what God wants for us. Completely opposite. But thank goodness, thank goodness, that's not how God wants us to live. If you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, we've been learning on Wednesday night, and we've been looking at Scripture that says that God has a better way. Can anybody say that? Amen to that. That God has a better way. So as Christians, our hope should not rest upon man. My hope should not rest upon the praise team for the presence of God to be here. That's not what it rests upon. This church, our hopes cannot rest upon the leadership of this church. Our hope, we have to raise our hope higher than that. We have to raise our sights. And the way we raise our sights is by looking at God's Word and finding out what His hope is for us. And I'll tell you what, if you will spend time in the Word of God and start to digest that, you will find out that God has greater hope for you than you could ever have for yourself. God has greater hope for your family than you could ever have for yourself. Amen. It's true. God has greater hope for this church than we could ever have for this church. Amen. You see what happens here? If we take the hope that we have for our family and for our children, our finances, for everything, even at work, whether it's our business or whatever the case may be, when we take our hopes and we start putting them in line with God's Word and we find out what God's hopes are for us, all of a sudden, all the hope that I used to be carrying around and all the hopes that moms and dads are carrying around, all of a sudden, we place them on God's shoulders. All of a sudden, we are relieved of all of this burden and all of this responsibility, and only then are we able to relax and say, thank you, Lord, for carrying my burden. Thank you, Lord, I don't have to carry the burden. I don't have to do all of this stuff in the natural. Really what God wants us to do is just be obedient to Him. He wants us to follow Him. I want to give you a quick illustration of this. And I'm going to, I'm going to take you back to when you got saved. Okay? I'm going to take you back to when you got saved. I'll tell you what, it just seems to me like the more I preach and the more I study, it seems like almost anything that we preach about it almost always goes back to the cross. And I think it's true with this, uh, 
in this situation too. So before we got saved, we had all of this sin that we carried around. And we carried around and most, most, most of us it got us down and, and, and we, were, we were just wore out and we knew there was something missing, but we didn't know what it was. And so we were just all kind of in a mess. But then when we received Jesus Christ, all of a sudden, our hopes transferred from everything that we tried to make us happy prior to that. Our hope got transferred to what he did on the cross. Isn't that right? You know, some of us, I'm sure I know I did. I had a false hope. Before I got saved, I had a false hope. And many of you did too, because you thought you was going to heaven, even though you didn't know Christ. You know why I thought I, I was? Because I was friendly. I'd wave at people. And, you know, if I, you know, if somebody needed 20 bucks, I'd loan them 20 bucks. And I thought, man, I'm good. I'm, man, I, I'm going to heaven. I'm, you know, high and loan them. I, I thought I was fine. And see, that was my hope. But you know what? It was a natural hope, and it was not going to do me no good at all. But see, it's whenever I realized, it's when I received the Word and understood what the Word says, that all of a sudden, I went from having a natural hope to a spiritual hope in Christ Jesus and God done it for me. Isn't that right? He done it for me when he was on the cross. Glory to God. Let me tell you why. It's the same way in other areas of your life too. It's the same way with your finances. I know how it is. Why we, you know, it's hard to keep up with the family, writing those checks and making sure everybody has what they want. But we learned a long time ago. If we will bring our 10% to God and lay it at the throne just out of obedience, that God takes care of so many things, so many things. But you know, it's not just finances. We had babies come here this morning. If we will bring our children to the foot of the cross and say, God, I don't know what to do with this. Lord. Who was it? Uh, I've heard several times. You know, they just don't come with no instruction manuals. What do you, what do, you do with these things? <laughs> and no, men, you don't hold them like a catfish either, okay? <laughs> They're not the same, all right? But they just, <laughs> they, they do not come with instruction manuals. But see, God's got a plan. And his plan is for you to have a supernatural hope that comes from him and not only does it come from him, he will empower you to walk in his hope if you'll put his word inside of you. If you'll do that. If you'll do that. So we was carrying around all of this sin, all of these things, and we didn't know what to do with them. We, had, we might have had a hope, but only when we took God's hope a supernatural hope, only did then did it change us. Amen. But when we heard the word of God about eternal life, he empowered us to walk where we wanted to walk anyway. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? 
God is so good. You know, I've mentioned this. I'm going to mention this one more time. You know, like most families, uh, my family, we had hopes and dreams in life. We had our own, you know, and they just about killed us trying to fulfill our hopes and our dreams with our own power. But as we turned our life over to the Lord and started growing closer to Him. Now, let me tell you, let me stop right there just for a minute. Now, some of you were just recently baptized. Well, let me tell you, and you've received Christ as Lord and Savior. But let me tell everybody, that process does not stop there. If you got saved a year ago, really what God wants, He wants us to grow a little bit closer to Him each and every day. And the problem is, and, I, and I've heard this many times, I've tried Christianity. Didn't do much for me. I, I've had people tell me, you know, well, I, haven't, I didn't lose nothing at church. But see, what the problem is, is not on God's end. The problem is they quit getting closer to God. You see, but if we'll just, I, I love Tim Conway. Does anybody, does anybody in this section know who Tim Conway is? Hey, you, you do, yeah. Tim Conway, you know, he walked like this on the Carol Burnett show a long time ago. But uh, a lot of times, see, it, what we want to do in society, in American society today, we want to run and leaps and bounds. But see, God don't require that. What God really wants us to do is just a little bit every day. Just a, just a little bit every day. What happens many, many times after an individual has turned their life over to Christ and after they're baptized and they go for a while, well, that growth process ceases. And God never intended for that growth process to cease. You know, the Scripture actually says that the angels, okay, I'm going to jump you to heaven real quick, uh, at the throne of God, the angels fly around the throne of God, God singing holy, holy, holy. You know, and, and I truly believe that each time they circle, each time they circle, they see another facet of God. Each time they circle, there's a new aspect of God that they see. So with the idea of us thinking that we're going we're gonna to spend six months with God, our life is going to be good. We're going to have it all figured out is probably American theology and completely not biblical. Amen. Bow your heads with me, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I praise you this morning. I thank you this morning. Father, we worship you and we praise you. Father, I just ask that you'll take these few words that I have given and minister to your children here today, Father. Let us be strong toward you. Let us be focused upon you. Let us realize, Father, that all, all good gifts come from you. Father, I pray over everyone here that they'll have the strength this week, uh, the motivation this week to open the Word of God to read the Word of God and digest the Word of God. And in doing that, great hope will rise up inside of them. Supernatural hope will rise up inside of them. A hope 
that can only come from you, a strength that can only come from you. Father, I pray these, all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have a need this morning, please come. Please come. We serve an awesome God. Let me go one step farther. If you've been standing on a, on a hope that comes from the Word of God and you haven't seen that manifested yet, I want you to come. I want to pray for you. I'm going to repeat that. Now, I know it's out there. I know, I know there's lots of people. Now, you don't have to come, but, uh, but let me just tell you, sometimes we've got to step out. Hey, you had to step out when you received Christ. You know, and then all of a sudden after we receive Christ, well, we don't want to, we don't want to step out. We don't want to, don't want to do that. The same thing, the same faith, the same hope, the same power that washed your sins away is what will change other areas of your life also. The same hope, the same strength. Bub, you and Adrian come. I want to pray for strength for you guys. Come on now. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.